Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast better. Tunes are cool and the jokes are clever. It's worth while endeavor. I want to rock and roll all summer and party every dad. That's right. When you hear that song being sung by me, you know we're in the throes of dad rock summer. The the sun is high in the sky. I got a summer ale in my glass. And we are building the ultimate dad rock playlist. And alongside me, as always, is my music-loving muchacho, Kev. You ready to continue the saga of Dad Rock Summer? Uh, not only am I ready, I need it in my blood. My burger is getting yeah. cold. I, I need to amp this up, so I'm glad we're here. Good. Yes, you're keeping the burger going throughout. Uh, I think you were flipping them for us last time. Now it's getting cold. We don't want that to happen. Um, and we're joined by someone who can help you flip that burger and get it nice and at a good temperature. It's the creator of our third daddy. He's like a Frank, Dr. Frankenstein. He made our third daddy, which is offshelf.net. Uh, the editor and creator of it, Dave Obenauer. Welcome, Dave. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'll take Dr. Frank of the Mr. T experience. I'll just go ahead and claim that title. That could be there, me. There you go. Cool. Is that a another one of your patented wrestling references there? No, no, that's a that's a, a West Coast punk band Lookout oh. Records, uh, the Mr. T Experience, uh, came oh, alongside nice. Screeching Weasels, and it's it's all old old man stuff. Dude, I'm adding it to the list. Dad Rock, this is why we want you here, and we need you here. And I'm old. I will say. Uh, we were going towards some yacht rock. That's what we talked about on our first episode with Joe and Jared. That like we were all kind of in the yacht rock. So I really appreciate you bringing some some different genres. We're <laughs> we're not rigid with the meaning of dad rock. So I love that we're expanding it in our playlist this time. It's pretty interesting, and I love it so much. Uh, so yeah, why don't you start us off? talking about your first pick obi which is number one in the playlist number one in the playlist which probably would have been helpful if i would have had the playlist uh, oh yeah i was like i could tell you (laughs) chicago feeling stronger every day oh yeah chicago um chicago is amazing i love chicago a lot i remember my first exposure to chicago was in marching band Um, we did a Chicago show because, you know, big horn band, uh, you know, your, your conductor was a dad. So that's solidly in his vein of what he likes. (laughs) Um, but I remember I actually wasn't there when they passed out the music. Um, like I was sick that day or something. And so I came later and the conductor kept saying like, all right, we're getting ready to play Saturday in the park. We're playing Saturday in the park. And I just like looked over to the other tuba player. I'm like, what's going on? I've got plans Saturday. I didn't know the band was doing anything Saturday in the park. And I was, and at that point they remembered, oh, you didn't get the music here. Yeah, it's that song. Yeah. And then I kind of fast forward, like, I don't know, 25 years or something, hadn't paid much attention to Chicago. And it was only through becoming a massive fan of the podcast Never Not Funny with Jimmy Pardo. Ah, yes, of course. Uh, Yeah, Jimmy Pardo is a Chicago freak. 
he's totally into it and it's like well i love and respect this comedian so much i really need to spend some time and check out the band uh fell in love with it and actually had a chance to be able to interview jimmy pardo and i mentioned oh, yeah. to him like after we were done like oh man you know you you know i really got to appreciate chicago uh through you and he's like well dave I'm glad I could turn you on to a band that's been around for a half of a century. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Brian, my cousin, a good friend of yours, uh, was saying that you mentioned that you put a Chicago song on and he was like, couldn't name a Chicago song. And I was like, oh, I love them because uh, when I was getting into rock and roll, I feel like my dad thought they're a safe, like clean like <laughs> version you know my parents were were religious and so he's like i'm gonna get luke the best of chicago because that's <laughs> that's like safe enough rock and roll but i loved it and uh specifically one song that may come up later on this playlist but mm-hmm. we'll talk about it when we get there i uh yeah. i always like to look at like the album section on spotify when we're talking about something and do you guys know that there is a chicago at carnegie hall complete live album with 214 songs. Whoa! That's wild. I, I kept scrolling because I was like, I need to get past this live album, and I was scrolling for a solid 30 <laughs> seconds. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's they, not like that band you interviewed, is it, Luke, that has like the, that has, songs? Yeah. Me Rex. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. they're all like 30 seconds. No, that's just how prolific Chicago it, is. It's like 30 some albums, yeah, yeah all numbered for, specifically. For decades, you know, mm-hmm. that's how it goes. So that's a great first choice and you know i wasn't super familiar with this song and listened to it uh yesterday and i was like okay this is good this is good but then like two-thirds of the way through when the breakdown happens uh obi and i would text each other you're like the breakdown (laughs) though (laughs) so good i loved it i was like oh this is amazing i can't believe and it's still got some bad cheese in there too like when they're like i think one of the lyrics is like jumping jack flash it's a gas 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 i'm like oh god (laughs) all right um but i mean it's dead rock so that's that's what you want um (laughs) And I'm going to talk about my pick, which, I mean, if you're looking for sunny vibes, you're looking for summer vibes, uh, you got to go on vacation with the Go-Go's. And uh, I know Kev will know this because it's a very big song on TikTok right now. I don't know why. I just hear it coming out of Kyle's phone. Did you know that, Kev? Vacation? Yeah. No, I had no idea. I hear it constantly coming out of Kyle's phone, so I don't know what it is. But... I, I can I, I'm just using this as my platform uh, to beef with TikTok right now because, uh, as you've heard, I'm sure there's a lot of Blondie uh, rapture like being used Uh-oh. on that because the boys had one of the characters covering it, and like the the joke with it is that they play the Blondie version and it's bad, and they play like the boys version and it's good. And how dare these teens disparage Blondie? <laughs> oh, because wow. that song rules. They're amazing. I t- was talking to someone who, like, I had it as, like, my status, like, the first couple lines from that. And they were like, oh, is that from the boys? I was like, oh, well, I- I'm a big Blondie fan. So, like, and they're like, oh, it's a real, that's a song? And I was like, oh. <laughs> And, like, I sent him, he's like, wow, that's weird. I was like, well, it's, it's Which- super ahead of its time for 40 years ago. So Yeah. But, I mean, that's, like tiktoks recycling all these 80s hits and uh you know i was reading the go-go's were like one of the big uh like all-female bands like one of the most popular to come out of like the new wave scene and you know who's in the band is belinda Mm carlisle who's saying 
heaven is a place on earth also jane weedland who was a big uh singer in the 80s and i was like why did i remember like seeing something with her she was in that clip she dated russell male from sparks and was in a clip where dick clark was like interviewing them on being and it was like got inappropriate but i was like man two like heavy hitters uh came from from the go-go's and they only had a couple albums but i think this song is fittingly uh having a, a new wave of popularity and it's a great poppy jam for the summer is it just popular because like it's the summertime and people are going on vacation and that's I, why it's fine in our ways it's been happening before summer even but i'm not sure maybe to i should me, have looked this up this song was like almost like cheesy enough where i'd never listened to it like it felt overplayed and then like in listening to it i was like oh this this rules. yeah it's like great. this is very good um and like the chorus is obviously like been utilized in a ton of media yeah. and stuff but top to bottom it's really really good yeah um brian and i uh have been actually listening through a bunch of like old pop stuff now that like you'd only heard on the radio and again like you were saying it's got that like cheese factor and i felt yeah. like i never really considered it because of that but like actually going back and listening to full albums it's like well also dave get over yourself pop music is really great well and we talked about like soft rock and like the doobie brothers where i had written them off and like a lot of artists is like being too cheesy and that's a lot of the stuff i'm putting on here where i like revisit <laughs> it i was like this is great i don't know why i was thinking this is too cheesy now we're embracing the cheese well what's fun now too is like to see like once you start doing that like how that affects how you listen to other music like, I feel like that really, like, at least for me, has been, yeah. like, it, you know, it started out with just, like, man, I really love Volato Negro. I want to listen to more contemporary Latin pop. And then, like, that turned into, like, mainstream Latin pop. And then I was like, well, I wonder if Gloria Estefan and Shakira are really good. I had never really paid much attention to both. But, yeah. yeah, and then you revisit it. That's yeah. it opens <laughs> opens your mind. Love it. Um, Kev, I do want to hear your pick we got to talk about it. It's great. Yeah. I, I've proclaimed my love of Stevie wonder on the podcast before I picked inner visions as my favorite album of the seventies, but his work into the eighties remained awesome. Um, like I, my eyes don't cry is my favorite song. I'm still in the process of convincing Annie, my fiance to play at the wedding so we can do the Detroit <laughs> hustle because it's just a classic. Um, but like this, like, stretch of 80s albums he does is like his oh, third 85 phase yeah. it's like he had he had the classic motowns then he had the really like soul stuff in the 70s and this gets into a lot more poppy stuff and i am choosing part-time lover which is the lead track of uh in squared circle from 85 and it's just like it's it's the amazing vocals of Stevie Wonder, but paired with like really really good '80s production, and just like a very fun song of just like Stevie Wonder, kind of like I'll be your part time lover, you know. We'll just have you know we don't have to put a label on it. Uh, it's it's just uh, I wanted a little bit more variety from Yacht Rock, like you said, Luke, and I felt like this was a really good choice. It's perfect. I love it. Um, and Brian's been listening to some of his stuff was just saying that songs in the key of love is like one of the best albums he've ever, he's ever heard. And I've never really like listened to a ton of Stevie wonder. I think because again, a lot of his songs are some of the most like overplayed songs of all time. Cause he's yeah. a huge successful artist, but he's got a voice. He's got quite a voice. 
Hey, guys, I don't know if you know this, but Steve Wonder? <laughs> you should really on... tweet that to him. Yeah. I'm sure he'd appreciate it. Yeah. He's not too bad on the keys either. <laughs> oh, and then, Obi, we got your next pick, which, bringing the medal to Dad Rock Summer. Talk about I got, it. Uh, what is it? Yeah. So I got Iron Maiden, uh, Run to the Hills. Um, so Iron Maiden, like, hell yeah like just amazing um yes and i think the thing that's kind of interesting to me for as like massive as iron maiden is like i don't feel like it's that played out in america like i I feel like you don't hear like iron maiden songs in the same way that you'll hear like kiss or black sabbath songs yeah but still like you know i'm gonna go see them i got tickets i'm excited i'm gonna go see a nationwide arena in columbus uh so, I mean, you know, the pageantry, you know, yeah, Bruce shooting fire out of his hands and fighting like a 15 foot tall, like Eddie zombie, like, <laughs> yes, I want to see that while you're still alive. <laughs> uh, I, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. I feel like they, they kind of do that whole classic thing, but do it really, really well with a bunch of like riffy guitar amazingness. I have a buddy who formerly worked as a, the community manager for they have a mobile game an iron maiden mobile game and there's like a lore bible and he's like dude it's, it's insane there's so much to it <laughs> so awesome. i i've always had an appreciation of them since then and this song like i'm i'm not the biggest iron maiden fan like i definitely moved more Dang. towards like black sabbath uh but that chorus like it, it builds so well to it and once it hits it it just like takes off What's cool, too, is, like, I actually got their album, I can't remember if it was 2021 or 2020, but just, like, you know, okay, I'm gonna go to the concert, they're probably gonna play a bunch of the new stuff, like, you know, I'll listen to my favorite or old stuff, but I should know the new stuff, too. The new stuff is good, where it's just, like, how can you be, like, in your sixth decade of being a band or whatever it is, and still churn out, like, nope this this is good i'm not gonna be sad when i hear this live so some bands just are able to do that we talked about our love for steely dan and how when they came back in like was that like the early 2000s yeah uh they sounded like exactly the same and like they you could sort of play their albums side by side from the 70s it's like wow some bands just can hold up and then some not so much but yeah too bad but yeah this is great and uh you know they did you watch stranger things new season obi yeah yeah and you know someone i heard a theory that like of what's the new song gonna be could be an iron maiden it it would have been perfect run to the hills (laughs) with running up that hill and then like the season ends with them like standing on that hill looking down i'm like they could have played it right there just it could have been it's it's too upbeat though like the 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 subject of it is you know run away but it's it's running away with confidence. Yes. <laughs> also, what, with, when you guys were watching that, did you feel, did you want it to just be Eddie's guitar? Like there was part of me that was kind of like, and I know I was being a nerd. And it was kind of fun that it was like the full song too. 
there was right. part of me like, man, this would just rule if it was just him being shreddy on the guitar, mm-hmm. and you'd only recognize yeah. the song if you kind of were like familiar. I don't well, know. and yeah. I I saw something that was like, well, Stranger Things takes place in like summer '86, and that that album only came out like <laughs> uh, in like springtime '86, so like he would have had to learn it in like the three months. And then I saw another thing that was like, well, they were playing it at concerts in like '85, so you could have had a bootleg of it. And it's like Eddie's the kind of guy that would have had a bootleg, and I'm like, they just picked it. <laughs> Because it shreds, guys. There wasn't that much thought put into it. Um, But there was that moment, the worst line from Maya Hawker is like, music, I need music. And he's music, and he's holding Iron Maiden. So we're with Eddie. They are music, indeed, and they rock. Um, So I, I love that this playlist has Iron Maiden just sandwiched between Stevie Wonder and Prince. It's just so great. We got variety on here and it works. I mean, I was listening to it. I was enjoying it. And so (laughs) that brings us to my next one, Prince with When You Were Mine, which is from Dirty Mind, some of his earlier pre-Purple Rain uh, Prince. And it's got that great like 80s guitar sound, kind of what's on Vacation with the Go-Go's kind of rubber bandy sounding guitar and uh i just love it so much it's feels very sunny and just bright and not the typical print sound you know like this is before he got very synthy very like for purple rain and like i don't know that you hear songs like this as much like a just a great like sort of rocky pop song from prince uh you know he went off in many different directions but dirty mind is a great like distillation of that early sound that also has the really messed up Prince song, Sister, which, hey. I don't remember it, but <laughs> I can It's all it. about, like, his 32-year-old sister, like, oh, no. with him when he was 16, and, like, oof. Oh, boy. That, yeah. that, unfortunately, was the only song I knew offhand on this album. I was like, oh, well, at least Luke didn't pick that one. <laughs> Guys, but he, the title is Dirty Mind. I mean, you I mean <laughs> that dirty? <laughs> it is a great album, though. I yeah. mean, even Sister is a great song. Like, yeah. Because it's like before he gets all glitzy and synthy, like it's yeah. got some of that, like, I don't know, more 70s right. guitar driven stuff, but he's still doing his falsetto. <laughs> I was excited when I saw that you put this on. There. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, a very good song. Uptown's well, on that album, too. That's funky as hell. That's a good one. Uptown Funk? Yeah, no, I love Uptown that song. Funk. Yeah, Bruno Mars. <laughs> well, I'm bringing a duplicate artist, which I yeah. offered to swap out so we'd have more variety, and Luke was like, absolutely not. No. Uh, <laughs> I am bringing Chicago once again, but 25 or 6 to 4, because like, I feel like Feeling Strong Every Day is a very like buttoned-up Chicago sound, and this is just ultra jammy. It's, it's big horns. It like It's definitely not every note in perfect key like it's just they're going insane on this it's the ultimate song for like driving with the windows down on a nice sunny day uh i talked about the podcast recently i was at a red light playing this and just was like jamming and some guy looked uh, like was looking at me and i was like oh hi um (laughs) but no regrets this song is is incredible and that guy was Peter Cetera. <laughs> he reached through the card. He gave you a high five. 
he said. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> Keeping it going strong. Yeah, this is the one that, like, when I got that greatest hits, I was like, this band does rock. <laughs> Man, um, this is great. If you go back and delve through that first album, there is Chicago Transit Authority. There is one on side B that is just acid guitar. Just insane, <laughs> like, scronky, like, what the heck is happening? Like, I think the whole side B gets a little off the rails, but especially that song, it's just like, wait, this is Saturday in the park? This is this is crazy. I love Saturday in the park. I, I almost picked it. it. I've got it on, on my list of contenders for sure because <laughs> it's great. But this song I, is a classic, and I've, I've heard it come up in a couple things. Got great guitar solo, and the horns make sense for you, Kev, because you love a good sax solo. love a horn. Yeah, uh, so, I've got my dad's copies of Chicago Transit Authority and Chicago Two and Five. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, and yeah, the B side of the of Transit Authority is wild. <laughs> like it's it's definitely not Saturday in the Park. But you guys it, are like more way more knowledgeable about Chicago than I am. I need to do some more Chicago listening. I my goal this summer was to listen to every Chicago album, and I'm I'm four into it because you haven't even scrolled are... past that Carnegie Hall album. No. <laughs> There's so <laughs> many. I was what like, I'm gonna make a big project of this. I'm gonna listen to every one. And I was like, Chicago 10, 45 years ago. <laughs> oh Are they all worth listening to though? I, mean, I, is that... I was gonna go until I stopped. Yeah, uh, yeah. And like, I gotta make it through at least. Like, I love five, and six is very good. And then that's where I kind of fall off a little bit to knowing how good they are. But we'll we'll see how far I make it. I just listened I to one recently. I think like four because i liked the evanston wilmet one so i listened to that one it was very good kevin can i ask is is your dad still with us yeah he's you should get your dad to sign those chicago albums like i want your dad's signature on those <laughs> chicago albums i think that'd be amazing i was uh i was just listening to the big dead energy that we feed dropped about vinyl the other day and they were talking about some of the records that like joe's dad had given him like it had left to him and he had a couple of them and i was like my dad has a cabinet six feet wide three <laughs> rows tall of records and yeah. like i i need to dive into it and find more because i've taken like 30 of them and he's like i want those back one day and i'm like like i know that he's never gonna play them again because he just prefers yeah. cds uh but i know there's some more gold in there that i gotta search through oh so i gotta probably. steal some more yeah He's he's quite the collector. Yeah, I've seen seen that stereo and that shelf, and he's got a lot going on. Um, okay, let's go to your final pick, Obi, because this was another good one that I feel like I've heard. I didn't know the name of it or who sang it, but it is great. So, this was totally. on my dad rock playlist, my personal one already. Oh, okay, good. I'm glad because like I was wondering when I picked this, and I was just like, is this dad rock? I mean, it's. You know, it's yeah. like, I think it's from the nine. Yeah, it's from 1990. 90 um, in the title. Yeah, we're talking about George Michael, Freedom 90. Um, you know, honestly, so there's two ways that I came back to George Michael. Um, the first is through Lord and Solar Power and like how she, mm. or wait, is it Solar? I'm, I'm being a dad yeah. right now. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, how it kind of has that spiritual kindred to it. And apparently like that's been blessed by the estate and everything, which oh. is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, like 
Tracy always has been more of the Lord fan in our household. And now that I've gotten over myself and I'm super into pop, I was just like, what's wrong with me? Why didn't I love this forever? Man, I sucked. Um, That's interesting. I didn't even realize that connection with the Lord album, but that makes a lot of sense. And yeah, I like yeah. it because I love that like sunny '90s acoustic sound. Yeah, no, I mean it, it's you know it's just a good you know being a little baked kind of vibe that's rolling throughout it, and uh, also just uh, the um, Christmas movie uh, Last Christmas um, is kind of great. <laughs> I I've never seen it, but I I heard the the like. I know why it's called Last Christmas. Right. And right, it's right. very funny. <laughs> oh, okay. So this was, this didn't like star George Michael or anything, or is this like a Hallmark movie about someone's like dying relative or something? It's a Hallmark movie, but it is like entirely like, I mean, produced within like the George Michael estate and everything. Oh, okay. And it, like, you know, Daenerys uh, uh, from Game <laughs> of Thrones is in Hila it. Clark. Like, there's a bunch of like fun cameos of uh, actors too. Oh, oh uh, Michelle Yeoh. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, oh. you know, that movie is officially part of the Everything Everywhere All at Once uh, universe because nice. like yeah. spin out there. Um, <laughs> all of which is to say, like, I don't know if I can if I can really vouch for being a, a massive fan of all George Michael's uh, songs, but man, when he gets his teeth into a, a a hit it is a jam yeah. this one is just a, a jam for me and similar to like faith it's something about that 90s acoustic sound like it just sounds different and it hits so right and yeah. i feel like i've heard this song but never really knew the title or who it was by but yeah like uh similar to prince when he passed away and i'm like oh man i should really go back and dig into his music and I haven't for George Michael, but really should because there's, like you said, there's some some good gems in there. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. And just in this playlist, the difference between when you were mine, which is like 1980 on the dot, versus Freedom, which is 1990. Like, oh yeah, that's a big 10 year jump. <laughs> uh, like yeah. obviously Prince, a 77 George Michael, very influential on the 90s. Yeah, but it's a it's a big swing. Yeah, watch Last Christmas. It's a lot of fun. I want to now. I'm intrigued. I mean, it's um, dumb. Get ready for dumb. Yeah, like one of those, right? Um, and I'm going to take us back to 1974 with the Queen of Dad Rock herself, and I got this record hanging on the wall behind me, Linda Ronstadt with "When Will I Be Loved," and this is actually an Everly Brothers, uh, cover, and she sort of like did her own lyrics for it, which. It's funny because I watched a video of the Everly Brothers doing it back. Talk about a big jump. You watch a video from 1960, it looks ancient. And then, like, <laughs> I mean, I guess 70 kind of does too, but I was like, this is 60. And like, there's like two guys playing their guitars, singing, and they're like, they're hit machines. And you're like, wow, them interesting. But, uh, her, <laughs> yeah, her. <laughs> but I, Linda Ronstadt, you know, most of her songs are covers because she was a, like singer in the seventies and that's what you did. Um, but this has just such a great, like upbeat rock sound. The guitar solo reminds me of still the one, which was on our, is also on our playlist uh, by Orleans. And, uh, you know, her backing band was the Eagles, uh, before they were the Eagles. And it's funny because 
she sort of like threw him a bone and covered Desperado on her album. And then they went on to be the Eagles, you know? <laughs> and so, but I think Linda Rodstadt, like she's got some gems. I've been listening to a lot of her stuff. She sang don't know much with Aaron Neville, like don't know much, but I know I love you, which I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Then she sang uh, somewhere out there by, uh, for the American tale, like five goes West movie. Um, <laughs> but then she's got like the trio album with Emmylou Harris and Dolly Parton. She's got some like earlier, like rockier stuff, some great like pop stuff. So I've been loving just digging through all of her stuff. And this is a great one from one of her best albums. Luke, I, cause I'm not a huge, like I am aware of a lot of her work, but where would you say someone start if they want to listen to Linda Ronstadt? Because I feel like she is kind of, yeah under listened yeah i'd say heart like a wheel is a great one um the two that i love so that's like her her 74 album but the ones i got on vinyl recently hey ovi when you said you never know if someone has something on vinyl or you'll know because they'll tell you and i just did (laughs) um living in the usa her 1978 album and uh mad love her 1980 album which I almost picked a song from that because it's a little more rock. That one like looks punkiest on the album cover too. So it's like her more rock side. Uh, so yeah, recommend those ones. Um, and then speaking of Kev, you got one of Linda's bandmates up next. See, and you did the thing that I thought was the case for like the first several decades of my life and talked about the Eagles and it still blows my gourd that that band is just called Eagles. I'm still gonna call them. It the messes Eagle. me up. No, because I want because they should be the something. Like that's what every yeah. band is, but they're just eagles, eagles, and it messes me up. Whatever. Um, I thought that we should have some eagles on here, but I thought it would be uh, unnecessary for me to say go listen to Hotel California. It's a good yes. song. Um, everyone knows that. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna go. Oh wait, am I seeing disagreement? Uh, oh god, down. I hate that fucking song. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the Eagles. Maybe I'm wrong. I've been wrong about stuff before, so I'll I'll try to. No, no, you hate Eagles, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've never really listened to much of them, so I'm like, I feel like they'd be a band I'd like, but I haven't heard much more than uh, Hotel California. My favorite Eagles story is that they broke up and they said they would get they would get back together when Hell Freezes Over, and they got back together and released an album called Hell Freezes Over, and I can just (laughs) appreciate the commitment to the bit. Yeah. But yeah, that's a solid. That's good. Anyway, I was like, all right, you know what's a great summer song is The Boys of Summer by Don Henley. And yeah. I was like, but I like the Atari's version more. It's a really, really good cover that's like a little pop punky. And it, it checks Middle out. school Luke would have agreed with you. Exactly. Now I think I like the Don Henley version. I, I've got the nostalgia there. Yeah. So I was like, all right, Don Henley, we're on Don Henley. What are we doing? And I picked Dirty Laundry off of I Can't Stand Still from 1982. And this is just very, uh, like, it, it reminds me a lot of like Huey Lewis in a way. It's yeah. very of yeah. that era. Um, like, I feel like it could be an American Psycho in that one scene. Uh, and it's just it's like very... The synths sound like pots and pans clanging. It's like... Dung, dung, yeah. Dung, dung. And it's very chanty. Like, they kick them when they're up, kick them when they're kick down. It's like, it's just... It's very anthemic. And I felt like it really just, like, landed the playlist perfectly. So, Don Henley, Dirty Laundry. Yeah, yeah I and feel what... like that would have been one that I used to not like. But I feel like 
going back and trying to expand my mind more. It was fun listening to this because I was like, no, I think I get more of it now. It's I'm, I'm there for it. Yeah, same. I feel like I could have easily like because I hated a lot of 80s music uh, and like 80s pop before. But uh, and this is only 82 because I'm like, I would think this would be a little later when they're really going crazy with the synths. But but this one was fun. And it's very like I feel like we're saying dad rock almost should have some cheese to it. Yeah. Like, I feel yeah. like that's almost a qualifying factor, you know, because like that's what it was like. Oh, dorky dad rock. Um so I feel like something about just that fully leaning into 80s cheese, like synthiness, just works. It was really interesting looking online and seeing what some like magazines, like even big name magazines, like called Dad Rock. Yeah. Where it's like, I think there was one that it was like, they put Adele on it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> How is that? No, I. Depends on the song, I guess, because I'm like, I feel like if there's a guitar and some drums then maybe you could make <laughs> the case that anything is dad rock um but adele yeah and i've heard people say like you know like blink 182 stuff now yeah. which i because all the kids who are listening to that are now like 30 years older or whatever so i'm like i get it but dad rock can be whatever you want it to be in your I was, heart i was kind of wondering if like weezer's first two albums would slot into dad rock but that's like 93 yeah. and i know you were saying the loose cutoff was yeah. three decades past so that was the rule we set was 30 years just uh but i think weezer could yeah you could you could make that argument for I sure i think dad I, i'm gonna i might be proven wrong even by some of the my own choices i think dad rock has to be presented without irony because like weezer is ironic like they know they're weezer not the first two albums though i don't think i like to some mm. extent though I so mean, you like, think they're not dorky enough basically like buddy holly's not played straight they 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 know yeah, what they're fair. doing yeah yeah but not um, all the songs i mean like i don't think yeah. garage is played no anymore. yeah and some of them are like authentically like what they're doing but i feel like that to me is the vibe like that's what's off about the vibe for weezer i mean i that's fair disagree um yeah, I, I mean, I'm still hey, upset about me? Hotel California, so like you're not gonna piss me <laughs> off anymore. Um, but no, I think uh, you know, Dad Rock is uh, ever wide-reaching, all-encompassing. You don't have to be a dad to rock like one. Uh, you just have to be dorky with a, a song in your heart, and uh, then you got Dad Rock. I'm literally crying right now. <laughs> yes. So I'm just moved. I'm going to be publishing that in a book of <laughs> dad rock summer poems coming out this year. But we did it. Another nine songs in the bag added to the playlist. We are, we are beefing up this playlist and I'm loving every second of it. Love all these songs and uh, highly recommend just throw this on when you're cruising on your, your pontoon or your your car with the roof off or the, the windows lawn. down mowing the lawn yeah um what are some other activities fishing. floating across the pool fishing yes listen to some iron maiden while you're fishing that sounds rad getting your 401k in order <laughs> yeah there you go doing your taxes shall we move on to talking about the new music friday releases that we're excited for coming out this week in shouts 
All right, first up, Super Organism with Worldwide Pop. Shouts to them. I just played their song Into Into the Sun. I just played their song Into the Sun on our episode last week. So good. Features from Stephen Malcolmus, uh Pajama chai amazing band so many good songs and i uh tease that you know there's a bunch of non-singles that are also bangers so now you'll get to hear that kev i'm excited um then we got lizzo with special always love some lizzo you know uh we may or may not have played a song from lizzo on our very first episode of best song ever without permission uh from the artist but hey <laughs> it's not on spotify so try and try and come at me um and then we got black midi with hellfire black midi always makes some interesting like experimental uh stuff so i always check them out what you got kev steve lacy with gemini rights yeah and uh luke you're excited about this one yeah, I'm a Gemini left because I'm left-handed, but I uh, do think as a Gemini, we I need w- some rights. I was going to say, you're, uh, if anyone's listening to this podcast, to know the Gemini wrong. Oh, nice. Yes. <laughs> uh, we've got Interpool with The Other Side of Make Believe. I'm always excited for a new album from them. I, uh, I really yeah. liked El Pintor, which is like one of their more recent albums, if not their most recent. Uh, so looking forward to that. And Big some Interpool. Biba Doobie with Beatopia, which oh. is just on brand and you love it. It's a uh, yeah. She's put out a couple of really nice albums that I've liked, so I'm excited. For yeah, those. she's one of those like weird weirdo zoomer pop people who I really like. <laughs> but I feel like that's the best way to describe her aesthetic, like Remy Wolf. I'm so all... excited for weirdo zoomer pop winter. Oh, yes. <laughs> hey, don't tempt me. I might do it. So we've got three daddies. We must talk about them. It's three daddy rock summer. Uh, we're a Planet Ant podcast powered by Pinecast. Head over to planetant.com. Check out all the great shows over there. And you can join our Discord by going to our page over there. And then offshelf.net. Check it out. It's on the internet. Obi, anything you want to tease coming out on Offshelf this week? Uh, we- we got your interview with uh, Billy Woods. Yes. It either just hit or is going to hit. Um, that's cool. And then uh, coming up here soon, too, we're going to have the uh, the games. So Off Shelf is both music and games. And yeah. we're going to be out at Gen Con, uh, the Western Hemisphere's largest board game convention. Ooh, um, nice. And we're going to be playing all the games and giving you a breakdown of the coolness from that. So, Hell yeah. Games are insane. Like people make games out of the craziest stuff these days and it's so much fun. So, and we just do short little, like, you know, paragraph write-ups and you'll probably, they'll probably be like somewhere between 20 and 30 split between two posts, but check it out. That's awesome. Excited. Have fun playing all those crazy games. Yeah. So that's going to do it for us this week. As always, I'm Luke LeBen saying you better check your perspective. And I'm Kevin Connor saying, go ahead, chase those waterfalls. This is the best song ever. Dead Rock Song! Well, it's the best song ever. Not a podcast better. Jokes are clever and the tunes are cool. It's worth one ever. This is the best song ever. 
This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.